to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, the Fantasy Hitman Wright, the better host of this show. The beautiful, beautiful Jason Moore filled in for me last week. I really appreciated him doing that while I was gallivanting around the magical, the magical kingdom of Disneyland with my family. But I am back for you. Let's be honest. I'm back for me because I want to talk to these fellas, these DFS fellas who are also holding down the fort while I was gone. Ben Cummins. Find him on Twitter at Ben Cummins. FF. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. I guess we missed you a little bit, Mike. It's uh, you know, it's good to have you back. And I'm Ben. I'm going to give you about three seconds to apologize to me. <laughs> uh, I think you know what you did, and if you don't, you better figure it out. Well, we're going to see what happens because I'm just going to stay firm. I believe that is an apology was not issued when uh, I, I listened. I heard someone say that Jason should be the full time host. I listened. I took notes. What, do you have, want to defend yourself? Are you standing by that statement? Um, I stand by it. I was I was going to start this by saying, where's Jason? I was told he was going to stay, still be the host. What's going on? That, and that's why you're on this show, Ben, because you stand behind your takes no matter how <laughs> wrong they are. Solid transition, about sir. The host. That is why you are a professional. Joined, as always, by Chris Meany from the Fantasy Sports Network. Follow, follow him on Twitter at Chris Meany. Chris I still like you. How are you doing? I'm <laughs> doing good. It's good to have you back. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed the vacation. Yeah, I mean, J- Jason stepped in. He did a good job. But let's be honest here. You've been here since day one. Yeah, see? That's why Chris is, is the number two on this show. Ben, you have been dethroned. I can't, I can't compete with that. I just, let's be honest, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. This is DFS for the rest of us because we're we're making it easier for the average player the average joe the average jane to jump into FanDuel, draft and DraftKings with confidence have some fun extra fun over the weekend make a little bit of money and we start as always with our cash game picks straight cash homie if i didn't have to spend so much time chastising Ben I would have welcomed everyone to Josh Gordon weekend because because now is the time uh, we will get to him I'm sure by uh, probably all three of us talking up how much we like Josh Gordon this weekend but we're going to start at the quarterback position I'm going to start with my number one right hand man Chris Meany what quarterback are you rolling out in cash, my friend? This is a really just strange week, and I think we'll talk about it over the next you know few minutes about how you can spend down at the position. But if you're looking to you know spend up, it's Alex Smith. I like Alex Smith in this matchup. Obviously, he's coming off the huge game, a 40-point performance on DraftKings. Uh, phenomenal stuff. He had the four touchdowns. Now, if you're following along in Kansas City, Andy Reid has just been clueless lately. He really has. I mean, he gave away the offensive play calling to Matt Nagy, and if you watch that game, they took a lot of shots downfield. They took him downfield with Travis Kelsey, and they they took him downfield with Tyree Kill, and both guys 
guys had phenomenal games, and it was a 366-yard performance from Alex Smith. He ran for 70 yards, and I, that's I, that's what I love, the floor, and a lot of people talk about him as a, a rushing quarterback. He has 25. Because it kind of went away. It did. It did, and lately it's kind of come back a bit, and maybe he's scrambling. Maybe it's because they're not giving the ball to Kareem Hunt. Whatever it is, he's got at least 25 rushing yards in four of his last five games, so it was a pretty safe floor there. And, you know, if you look back at his performances, one of his better matchups was Week 7 against this Raiders team. He threw for 342 yards, and he had three touchdowns in that game. So I like this matchup a lot, and I'm going to pay up for Alex Smith. All right, Ben, the number four on this show, and if you're counting, there are only three people on this show. <laughs> I would like your quarterback pick, my yeah, friend. Yeah, i got to do my best to uh, dig myself out of this hole. Yeah, um, you do. It, it absolutely is the week to pay down at quarterback, and DraftKings just makes it so easy to do. I am mostly a DraftKings player, and I do like Eli Manning as well if – Sterling Shepard plays. I don't mind him, to be perfectly honest. But I also like Blaine Gabbert because, oh. I, yes, baby, I touched on him the blonde last bombshell. week. The blonde bombshell. I touched on him last week as well. The matchup wasn't as great. But now he gets to play at home against Tennessee. I love they rank it. ninth worst in pass DVA. They've allowed the eighth most passing yards. And Larry Fitzgerald just keeps getting it done. Love him as well. And Gabbard and Fitz seem to have a pretty solid connection. Fitz is still catching touchdowns, getting a ton of targets. And I just think that with that solid, uh, you know, Fitz being that solid pass catcher there, that helps Gabbard as well. And he offers a little bit of upside in the run game as well. And again, it's that flexibility. It gives you so much money to go attack other positions. And this is a fun week to do that with not only quarterback, but running back as well, because you can get some nice pass catchers in there. Absolutely. At the quarterback position, I mean, I love I love the pick of Blaine Gabbard this week at home. But like they're mentioning, this is the week where you can get those cheap quarterbacks, even if – because tournaments, I actually think that these guys might be owned a little bit more than they usually would, but like Deshaun Kaiser, Jimmy Garoppolo, there are a lot of options that, that open the doors for your wide receivers or your running backs to pay up for some of these studs. Speaking of studs, Chris Meany, Whew. he is back with with a running back pick. <laughs> what, who do you got, Chris? <laughs> Were you surprised at the Gio Bernard and the Doc? I mean, Gio Bernard... I, I'm the, I was referring to you, my friend, as the stud, not your picks. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. It's uh, compliment day for Chris Meany. Yeah, you're really pumping the tires. And, uh, <laughs> I hope you stay the rest of the year for sure. Oh, There's uh, no denying it, Meany. Just accept it, Meany. You're a stud. I, I, I'll accept it, fellas. Uh, you guys bring out the best of me, though. Yeah. yeah. Gio Bernard here. I mean, this is. I'd, I'd love to know. You know, the, we talk about you know, potential ownership numbers, and I'm sure Gio Bernard's ownership is going to be through the roof, especially on DraftKings. If we find out that Joe Mixon sits and he's got a concussion, you know, talking to you right now, I mean, he is not yet clear protocol, and there's nobody else there. I mean, Hill is already gone. He's hardly played all year, but he's done for the season. He's not playing. And you go look over at DraftKings and look at Geo's price. He's $3,100. He, we already know he can catch. He's a pass catcher. And last week he was involved. He's probably going to touch the ball 20-plus times. I don't care if it was the toughest matchup on paper. I, I would be playing Geo at this price. Not Fandle is the same. It's $5,100. So, again, we already know. Look at last year the, at the game log with Geo. And when he even gets you know, 14, 15 touches, there's some games there where he gets eight or nine targets and five or six catches. So I'm playing Geo. And then another safer back. Maybe it's not a sexy name, but Lamar Miller 
Taylor's been pretty consistent lately. He's touched the ball at least 18 times in three straight games. He's had at least 50 rushing yards and 15 carries over those games. And it's a total of 12 targets and nine catches. And, you know, with Foreman being out for the year and Andre Ellington really lining up in the slot most of the time, a lot of injuries with this Texans team right now. Miller seems like a lock in what is a pretty good match. The 49ers have allowed the fourth most rushing yards per game and the second most fantasy points to back. So those are my two uh, safe running backs for this week. Lamar Miller this week especially reminds me of I don't know what they caught up in Canada but Chris have you heard of a a hippie sack or a fanny pack I've heard of a fanny pack yes yeah so a fanny pack it's the very unfashionable thing well it, it was very cool when I was growing up I mean I was amazing when I would wear it but you wear it on your waist you look kind of ridiculous yet it's still this giant pouch. It's very handy, <laughs> very capable of carrying all these items that you don't want clanging around in your pockets. I like that. So there you are with Lamar Miller. You're, you're not fashionable, but you're pretty functional. And so I will dub him the fanny pack <laughs> of the weekend. Ben, who do you got at the running back position? I think I speak for all of us when I say I would love to see a picture on Twitter of you in the fanny pack with the long hair as well, of course. Well, the, we need the, the combo fanny pack. Deal. It's like hangover style. This was, I did not, (laughs) look, I was not wearing the fanny pack as an adult, although whatever, (laughs) you know what, I I have no shame, I'd probably do it. This is me as an elementary school child with a rat tail, (laughs) with sweatpants that are rolled up, with a fanny pack and a Mickey Mouse cap. I was pretty much the coolest. With but a, I digress. A rat tail. That is absolutely oh, phenomenal. You you did not grow up in the early nineties <laughs> as a boy in America and not have a rat tail. See, I grew up in the early nineties. I had the fanny pack, but I, I can't. I'm not, you, I'm not because you had hockey, you had a mullet. You right. had a full on mullet. You're right. This yeah, is true. you're darn right. <laughs> I I know what I'm talking about. All right, Ben. Show them what you're talking about at the running back. Oh, position. yeah, those picks, those picks. Yeah, so the, <laughs> other, so the other cheap option with Gio Bernard is Mike Davis with Seattle. Uh, he's 3,700 on DraftKings, 5,500 on FanDuel, which is right there in that in that very affordable price range. And Mike Davis comes in out of nowhere, and he's you know basically being the um, stud running back that's getting all the carries and, and even some targets for Seattle. And then he gets hurt, and then he misses a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden he shows up again and right away he is the guy again. So even though it is a small sample size and it is a tough matchup as well against Jacksonville, I think that volume matters more in all of fantasy football, including DFS. And we know that he is going to give you the volume and he plays with Russell Wilson, who I think is the MVP of the league. He had 84.21% of the team's running back carries last week. He's getting targets. Russell Wilson is, you know, playing backyard football with him, pointing, telling him where to go. He's catching the ball. He looks really good. And so because he's so affordable, and I think that you can bank on that volume, both in the receiving game and in the rushing game, I absolutely think he's in play. And then I love it, meaning we're both kind of hitting him low and hitting him medium because where you went with fanny pack Lamar Miller, <laughs> I'm going back with beast mode. Um, he's He's had the volume for two games in a row. I love this game here, Oakland and Kansas City, because both defenses cannot stop anybody, which is it's, which is weird to say with Kansas City, but it is the truth. I think there should be a lot of points scored. Uh, Marshawn Lynch had 20 opportunities last week. He's averaged 24.5 opportunities. That's carries and targets over his past two games. And I think he has another solid uh, game here. The Chiefs defense ranks second worst in run DVOA, and they've allowed the third most rushing yards on the year, which sounds crazy to say. 
Moving it over to the wide receiver position, Chris Meany, the most attractive man on this podcast. Please tell me <laughs> what wide receivers you are rolling with. Well, Ben mentioned Sterling Shepard earlier, and the good news is that he returned to practice on Thursday. And if you look at the price, you see, you know, certainly on DraftKings, he kind of jumps out at me at $5,300, and it's like, oh, wow, they probably priced him thinking that Geno Smith would be the starting quarterback for the Giants. What a mess this team is, by the way. But Shepard has, you know, when he's been playing with Eli Manning, he's been fine. You go back to, uh, to a couple games with Eli, 16 catches on 22 targets. He came away with over 200 yards. And the Cowboys, I know they're going to get Sean Lee back, but even still, this defense has not been good lately. Dallas has allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Just be really cautious and make sure that Shepard is playing in this game. He gets in a full practice on Friday. And then the other wide receiver is Michael Crabtree. And Crabtree returns just in time for a divisional matchup. And Ben is already talking about both defenses being really, really bad. And let's not forget, Crabtree has six touchdowns in nine games this season. No Marcus Peters. Peters is going to be suspended or he's suspended by the team for throwing that flag into the crowd. Um, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because Peters has been pretty brutal this season. He's taken some shots and he's been getting burned by it. But uh, for Crabtree, he scored a touchdown earlier in the year against the Chiefs. You know, I, I talked about you know how bad the run D has been. Well, they've also allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. And last week, they got torched by Curse and Anderson just a couple weeks ago. 264 yards they allowed on them. So I like this. And in fact, 11 different wide receivers have hit the 70-yard mark against the Chiefs this season. Seven have hit the 100-yard mark. And let's not forget, Cooper dropped 210 on them. Uh, so I think this is a pretty good matchup. And Cooper may not be in right. This he may not play. matchup. He's probably under his like situation. Like. Yeah, he's cleared from concussion, but he's still missing practice because of an ankle problem. Ben, who are you rolling out at the wide receiver position? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think because, uh, like we already touched on, it's it's so easy to save money at quarterback and at running back. I think there's really no excuse to fade DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I mean, I think he's probably going to see like 37 targets. Let's be real. There's just nobody else there. It <laughs> that's does, low. It does. Yeah, it that's is low. <laughs> it does sound like Will Fuller's uh, probably going to play, which uh, you know is, is a little disappointing because literally Hopkins is the the only guy. But still, that doesn't counteract the fact that Ellington's gone. That they really have no tight end other than Steven Anderson, who we like, and I'm sure we'll talk about. But Hopkins is getting the volume all year, and he's at home, and he gets San Francisco, and it's just a phenomenal matchup there. Fourth worst in pass DVOA. They've allowed the seventh most passing yards per game. And, I mean, again, Hopkins leads the league in targets, tied for fourth in receptions, second in receiving yards. So I think you take that salary cap space, you appreciate it, and you plug him in. And then the second one is, I already touched on it with Gabbard, is Larry Fitzgerald. Here are his team target shares over the past five weeks. 30%, 29.79, 29.41, 21.05, and 29.41%. I mean, he is just the guy right now. Obviously, no David Johnson. Uh, John Brown really could never get it together. He, he's the guy, and Blaine Gabbard is leaning on him. Bruce Arians is leaning on him, and it's a phenomenal matchup, as I already touched on as well. And he's pretty affordable on both websites, even though the volume is con continues to be there and you can bank on it and he's a reliable guy this week in cash. I'm very disappointed in both of you for not bringing up Josh Gordon this far oh, into, the, into <laughs> the pot. Coming. Oh, okay. He's All right. Coming. Well, then I was going to launch into him, but you he's can. coming? Chris Meany, he's coming? I mean, we he, can oh. talk about him now if you want. We'll save it. We'll he, save it. We'll, we're going to move on to the tight end position. Chris Meany, who benches 250 pounds. <laughs> How are you doing on the tight end <laughs> position this week? Jason did not like this Cameron Brait call last week. He said the Packers oh, and then hadn't he done anything. sucked an egg because Cameron Brait is – if Jameis Winston is back. Exactly. It's just algebra. Yeah. It's easy. Jameis Winston equals Cameron Brait 
is a fantasy stud. Yeah, I mean, he had more yards last week than he had in three games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, these two just have this connection that I just I, I don't get it. And again, last week was the worst matchup on paper. The Packers had allowed the fewest fantasy points to the position. Well, Braid has six touchdowns on the year after having eight last season. So I know one of those touchdowns came with Fitzpatrick. So he's got 13 in just under two years here um, as a duo. And the Lions have allowed four touchdowns to tight ends in their last three games. So... Uh, I'm just going to continue to ride this streak out. And for red zone targets, I mean, he looks his way as well. He gets a ton of red zone looks from Jameis Winston. So I'm rolling out Brait. Yeah, Kim and Brait, once once they hit the red zone, the 20 or closer, they just have him run that seam route right up the middle. And I don't know why it just keeps working over and over. It's like the defenses don't watch any film on what Jameis Winston's going to do with Cameron Brait. Ben, who are you rolling out? Yeah, I like that I can trust the quality of targets that uh, are going to come to Evan Ingram now that we know Eli's back. Um, I like that he's pretty, I mean, he's he's affordable enough. He's 6000 on DraftKings, but there's a huge difference between him and Travis Kelsey in price and 6600 on FanDuel. And I like the matchup. He's playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys' seventh worst in pass DVOA allowed the 12th most passing yards this season. And, of course, as we always talk about, we want reliability and cash. Evan Ingram's tied for seeing the 17th most targets in the entire league. Forget just the tight end position. So there's volume, matchup, and and affordability enough, especially, again, when you have some salary cap left over because of, uh, you know, if you are going to save some salary at these other positions like I'm looking to do this week. Ben, just keep it rolling with your defense. Who are you going with? You know, I really like the Vikings, and one of the main reasons is because I like of their... it. I like this okay, pick. Okay, okay, all right. See, things are turning around. I really like their price on DraftKings. So I didn't say I like <laughs> you. I said I like this pick. Okay, I'll take it. So, forty six hundred on FanDuel is a little bit tougher, but twenty seven hundred dollars on DraftKings kind of just made me say, "Huh," when I looked at it, because we know the Vikings, one of the best defenses in the entire league, and they are playing the Panthers, and it is in Carolina, so. You know, you might look at it and think, you know, that's that's not really a sexy matchup, but this is cash. I think you can rely on them enough. And really, it sounds like Greg Olson's going to play, but you can't, how do you have any trust in him? He comes back in week 12, immediately gets hurt again, has to sit out. Now he's coming back. And I think Devin Funches can be mitigated. And Christian McCaffrey, as much as I like him, he's not being used enough to be a difference maker from a week-to-week point of view. And so because of that, I think the Vikings mitigate Cam enough, can get some sacks, don't allow a ton of points, and at that price on DraftKings, just lock it in. All right, Chris Meany, who is frequently stopped on the street, and people ask him, what is your workout and your diet plan? Because you're looking fantastic. Right. What kind of DST are you rolling out? Keep it coming. Uh, <laughs> Chargers. I'm going to pay up for the Chargers. I know they're really expensive, but this is a defense that's playing really well. They rank inside the top five in return touchdowns, picks, and sacks. They're sixth in points allowed. The line in Washington has been really bad of late. I mean, they've used over 22 different combinations on that offensive line. Kirk Cousins has been sacked 10 times in his last two games, and the pressures result in picks. I mean, three interceptions for Cousins in his last two. He's thrown a pick in six of his last eight games. He's been sacked in four. He's been sacked at least four times in five of those last seven games. So I love the Vikings play, but if you can afford to spend up, Chargers is the way to go. All right, let's move it over to the tournament picks because it's about to get heated. You down with GPP? It's going to be heated because Ben and I disagree, and I I believe that the fairest of them all, Chris Meany, disagrees with me as well on this. Ben. Give me that GPP tournament quarterback. 
Yes, we have a fundamental difference here. I, I do want to talk about Russell Wilson and the matchup. You know, it's been the talk of the week. He is at Jacksonville, and that is not great. But there are a couple things here. One, he is cheaper than he has been because of the matchup. And two, we are talking about tournaments. And just any single time you have the ability to roster a stud at a low ownership percentage, I'm always going to give it consideration because I think that the majority of your competition looks at it and just says, oh, Wilson has a tough matchup, can't play him. However, the question that I think you need to ask is, does Jacksonville have a tough matchup as well? And why can't they have a tough matchup as well? And I think they do have a tough matchup here. Russell Wilson leads all quarterbacks in DraftKings points per game. That's where I'm looking. It's probably the, the same on FanDuel. I'm not sure if Meany knows. It is. But, okay, awesome. Leads everybody. Sixth in the league in passing yards, tied for second in pass touchdowns. We know what he provides on the ground. 432 rushing yards and three rush touchdowns. And that's just really what it comes down to is you can get Russell Wilson – at a low ownership percentage, and if he keeps going when other people don't believe, he can give he can rise you to the top of the leaderboard, especially, again, because he doesn't cost as much as he usually does, and that's really what the argument boils down to. And for me, it's I think this is the type of matchup that is just absolutely disgusting for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson succeeds because he can escape the pressure, which the pressure is coming from that Jacksonville Jacksonville defensive line, he can escape. I think that the that Jacksonville stands a better chance of actually sacking and rattling Russell Wilson. Then on top of that, his game plan is scramble, scramble till someone gets open, and he's going to be dealing with two of the best shutdown corners in the entire NFL. So I'm just not on board with playing Russell Wilson this week and for DFS, although I mean I I get it. It's hard to sit down a stud who is the best quarterback, best fantasy quarterback in football right now. But I think, man, that's that could be tough sledding for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Chris Meany, who runs a four three four forty yard dash. Whew. Who's your quarterback of the week? I, again, I just want to touch on Wilson just a little bit more here. Um, it's I, Ben said MVP. It's just remarkable what he's doing. I mean, he has eighty six percent of this team's offense from you know scrimmage yards. It's it's un, no, it's never been done before. I mean, that would be an NFL record by far. He's got twenty nine of thirty touchdowns. It's going to be a really nice matchup. You you bring up a great point, Mike, because you saw last week with the Eagles when they get the pressure. It's almost like Russell Wilson wants that. He wants the yes, pressure. Yes, he does. And then he runs around a little bit, but the Eagles don't have those corners like Jacksonville does. So it's going to be a great matchup. I'm with Ben. I mean, you'd be silly not to have him in a couple lineups if you're playing in tournaments. You're going to get this guy at a low cost and low ownership. But yeah, this is my let's get nuts quarterback, and it's Deshaun Kaiser. And I know you guys like Gordon, and it's probably the reason I. I like Kaiser a little bit here. And let's be honest, I don't think he's a really good quarterback. Let's just get that out of the way right now because That's fine. That's fine. I think he can emerge, but look, Deshaun Kaiser, I love this pick, I meaning I'll let you get into it. But he since week eight, he's averaging more fantasy points per game than Matt Ryan. He's averaging slightly less. There are slightly fewer, I should say, than Drew Brees. Deshaun Kaiser, maybe you think he's a bad NFL quarterback. But guess what? Tim Tebow was a bad NFL quarterback, too, and he scored a 
boatload of fantasy points. Right, and in seasonal formats, uh, Blake Bortles has been a top 10 quarterback for the past two years with a completion percentage under 60. So I'm with you. I mean, if you look at Kaiser, especially on DraftKings, you look at his last three games, 15 fantasy points, 20, 10, and 23. 23.98, let's round up and give him 24. I mean, for Kaiser, getting Josh Gordon back, who proved last week he can still play. And let's get into Gordon right now. And you guys can say after I go here about Gordon. I mean, Casey Hayward said it was the toughest matchup he's had all year apart from Odell Beckham Jr. It's wow, I hadn't impressive. even heard that part. Pretty impressive yeah. stuff right there from Gordon. He hasn't who we played football seen. in three years. Exactly. Casey Hayward, three one of the best cornerbacks in football, is saying he was really tough. He said it was the toughest. The toughest oh. matchup he's had all year besides oh. I'm getting sweaty. I know, exactly. man, I know. So for Kaiser, who leads the league with five rushing touchdowns as well, three of them have come in his last four games. He's got 164 rushing yards over the last four weeks. It ranks second only to Cam Newton's 174. He's very cheap. You look over on DraftKings, he's $4,900. Why not pair him up with Gordon in tournaments and even in cash? Because it'll allow you to get some of these other guys like a Brown, like a Hopkins, anybody else that you want in your lineup, you can do it. The upside's for real, and if you watched that game last week, he missed him on what would have been a 50-yard touchdown. He got a catch right off the get-go. The first play of the game, he had 11 total targets, and Kaiser 11 didn't even targets. look. Yep. Yeah, 11 targets. He didn't even look Corey Coleman's way. Um, so I'm buying into all the hype. Gordon is for real. Uh, and Kaiser's just going to benefit from having a guy. In, like, no Kevin offense. King on IR, the Packers' best cornerback. Right, yeah. It's spectacular. I, Deshaun Kaiser's actually, he was dubbed my start of the week over on the Fantasy Footballers podcast uh, because I think that he is a high-level streamer this week for a lot of different reasons. But uh, Chris Meany spelled it out. Running back position. Ben, are you living that Kareem the dream? That's a little nuts. It's been very disappointing. It is a little nuts, and you got to get a little nuts in tournaments. And and I think that there are reasons why it makes sense. And obviously, I kind of wrote in the article that, admittedly, we are hoping that the volume turns around like like he was getting earlier in the year. But if you look at the season-long usage, he's still up there at the very top in terms of total carries and rushing yards. And so if we can just have a week where things turn around, this is what you know, you want to take advantage of and kind of what we touched on before the season started with kind of tournament strategy, because he will be low owned. I I believe that. And he's a little bit cheaper than he used to be. And again, I touched on, I really like this matchup against Oakland. Think there should be a lot of points scored. Um, The over under opened at 47 and I believe it's jumped all the way up to 49 and a half already. The Raiders ranked 11th worst in total defense. They're middle of the pack and run DVOA and rushing yards allowed. Not very good. We saw the Chiefs, you know, turn it around at least on offense last week, but it was through the passing game. If they can just balance that out a little bit, especially because of the ownership percentage, I just think there are reasons why it makes sense. Of course, we have some cheaper Um, plays like Gio Bernard, like Mike Davis, and guys like that that we can play. So I wouldn't fault you if you don't go this route because I do think that even though Todd Gurley is such a stud, I think because there are so many cheap options available this week, there could be um, people that aren't rostering Todd Gurley as much as usual because they have these other options. On top of the fact that when you look at it on paper, Gurley against Philadelphia is not a good matchup. They've actually allowed the fewest rushing yards in the entire league. However, this late in the season, we want to look at kind of what's happening lately because 
What happened to week one doesn't matter as much anymore. And actually, the Eagles have been more susceptible to the run as of late. They're giving up the third most rushing yards per game over the last five weeks. And we know Gurley comes with that guaranteed volume. Uh, he ranks second in the league in carries. He's added 66 targets. He's huge in the passing game. Another game that I think all of us like, Eagles, Rams, should be a good amount of points yes. there. And so because of that, on top of the fact that, again, People might go the Geo route and go the Mike Davis route and Marshawn Lynch route and, and things like that, and then go pay up at, at wide receiver. You might be able to get Gurley a little bit uh, under-owned when I really don't think he should be. So if you have the salary and you can do it, look at Gurley as well. Ben, I will say this. In the Ultimate DFS Pass, that is our premium location for all the articles, all the picks from these fellas, and our value comparison chart makes it really, really easy. It really makes it DFS for the rest of us, the ease of use and the fantastic knowledge in the Ultimate DFS Pass. We have the Buzz Report where we get our data powered by Fanshare. They scrape social media, look for who players, what players are being talked about. I'm sorry to say this, Ben. Todd Gurley is still number two in the Buzz Report. So he should be. Okay. People, okay. people be. still like Todd Gurley, but I will tell you this. For possibly the first time I can recall, uh, it, maybe this has happened and I just I forgot about it. Kareem Hunt is not in the top 10 wow. of buzzed about there you running go. backs. So there you go. The ownership may, in fact, be lower on Kareem Hunt for the first time. All right, Chris Meany. Ben's been talking for far too long. Yeah, Ben. Man, I you got to the doc earlier, <laughs> too. Never, I wanted to give some love to Gurley. He said everything. That's unbelievable. He's been talking for far <laughs> too long. And Chris Meany. <laughs> Hit him with some running back. Yeah, I love Gurley. Uh, Melvin Gordon, to go back to Gordon just a little bit here. And again, this is, I, I, I kind of have the same take here with some of these running backs I'm going to talk about as, as Ben did when he's talking about Kareem Hunt. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to be on Melvin Gordon because he hasn't done a whole lot lately. Uh, but even still, uh, you know, I just not feel like in the buzz report right now. Not so in there. Maybe right. I may be right. All right. Um, he, he just, he does have a couple games so far this season, which he's done enough to, you know, help you win a, a tournament, a GPP, at least cash and, and have a good showing, uh, at least 19 carries, 65 yards and three straight games. Again, it's not blowing you away, but the touches, that's, that's what I like is the carries. Those touches are still there. He has seven catches in his last two games. Washington, I already mentioned a ton of injuries. They've allowed 520 rushing yards over their last Last four weeks, five backs have hit at least 80 rushing yards on Washington this season, and they've allowed 100-plus yards to backs in two of their last three games. So I'm going for Gordon. I think that they can be up in this game. I love the defense. They could run out the clock here with Melvin Gordon. And I'm going to go to Jay. Jai is like an underrated This one is play. shocking. Right. All wow. the hair on my body is standing up. It Chris Meany, I can't even handle this pick right now. <laughs> so for JJ, it's DraftKings. I'm looking at FanDuel, and I was like, I have $5,800 pass. I'm not, I'm not really interested. And then I go, I look over on DraftKings, and I see $4,500. And I'm like, hmm, $4,500. He does have 8.6 yards per carry since he's been in the Eagles. Wait, but he's not playing a whole lot lately. But he's coming off a game where he played 41% of the snaps. For the first time since being in Philadelphia, he had more snaps, more touches, uh, more carries, more targets, more catches than he's 
he's ever had, and he passed everybody else there. Let's be honest. He's the most talented running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's just taken some time to get in there. The ceiling is much higher than the price tag, and there's been a couple games where, I mean, he broke one for 77 yards. He broke one for 91 yards. We know that the upside is there, and the Rams have allowed the third most fantasy points to backs, the sixth most rushing yards on the season. It's one of the highest totals of the week. I think this is the game where the Eagles turn to Jay Jai and they give him a little bit more play. I saw that last week. He was on the field in the second half basically the entire time down on Seattle. He was getting targets. He caught a few balls, four targets, three catches. And this is a time to get on him now. It's like Kareem Hunt. Like when Kareem Hunt goes off this week or Jai goes off and everyone wants to get him the next week, it's too late. If you're playing in a lot of tournaments, get him now while these guys are cheap. We know the upside lies. Moving it over to the wide receiver position. Ben, who you got? Well, Darius Slay has been known to shadow from time to time, and if he does shadow in this uh, Detroit-Tampa Bay game, it obviously is going to be on Mike Evans, and I really think that's what we see. And so, you know, has I have to get nuts at least one time on the show, and Deshaun Jackson has really not done much at all to inspire confidence lately. But what that tells me is he'll be super low-owned. He basically, as we touched on, before the season even started, he's kind of the definition of a guaranteed prize pool tournament play. Yes, he's the cover boy. Yeah, he's the cover boy. And Jameis is back. And Jameis, you know, for as many turnovers as he has, he's kind of the perfect fantasy quarterback because he's never going to stop slinging it. He's going to throw it deep. And if he can connect with uh, somebody deep, I think it's Deshaun Jackson this week. And on top of Darius Slay, you know, being on Evans, the other matchup in that game for Deshaun Jackson is so much better. Nevin Lawson ranks 102nd at the position by Pro Football Focus. Is that good? That, uh, <laughs> according to my calculations, is not very good. And DJ Hayden ranks 83rd. Uh, the Lions have been pretty solid against the pass, but they are starting to give it up. They've allowed the second most passing yards per game over the past five weeks. The Bucks are at home. I'm very interested in that one. And then Alshon Jeffrey, been a stud pretty much all year. Did not do it last week. We saw Nelson Aguilar go crazy. But remember, Jeffrey had scored five touchdowns over his past four games before that. Again, Eagles-Rams think there's going to be a lot of points scored. The Rams have been a pretty solid defense. But they've allowed the third most passing yards per game over the last five weeks. They're starting to give up those passing yards as well. I think Carson once will have success. And Alshon Jeffrey, who didn't have a good week last week, could be um, a little slept on. I wonder if he's in the buzz report, if you have anything on that, Mike. But I think he's an interesting uh, tournament play. And he's really not that expensive, at least on DraftKings. 6300 you can easily make work. I'll leave that up to the uh, the people to go check out the buzz report. Check it out for yourselves, <laughs> people. Nice. Moving it over to Chris Meany, who can right. jump 10 feet high 12? from the squatting position. Who do you got at wide receiver? Des Bryant. Des oh, Bryant. speaking go. of a man who can leap. Yeah, that's right. We saw it last week. Finally. Yeah, finally. 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 You listen to Tony Romo on the broadcast a couple weeks ago trying to explain to Jim Nance what this is Dak how you should use do. Des? Yeah, this is how you use Des. I mean, look, look, yeah. look at Philip Rivers. Do it to Keenan Allen. That's how you do it. That's how, It's almost like they talked after the game. We saw Des get that touchdown. Normally, what a touchdown catch that was. Right. It, it really was. And normally when Des plays against the Giants, he's probably, ah, oh, man, I got to deal with Janoris Jenkins again. This guy shut me down for basically, you know, 
two, two to the last three years. He really has. But there's no Jenkins. He's done for the rest of the season. And for Dez, I mean, the targets have been there. He ranks inside the top ten in targets. I expect him to rack up a few more catches against a, a soft Giants team, which is just a mess. Plus, he's nineteen. He has nineteen red zone targets and ranks fourth in the league. So I, I just I like his price a lot, especially you know even on both sites actually. FanDuel seventy two hundred dollars, DraftKings fifty nine, and then Marquis Goodwin. I would actually play in. Yeah, cash. baby. I would play this guy in cash, considering yeah. his price. $5,700 Saved him here for you know GPPs because he still has that potential, the A dot, the air yards. He still extremely uh, ranks high in those categories. But for him, $5,700, particularly I think there's some value there on FanDuel. Goodwin, 99 yards in the game last week with Jimmy Garoppolo. He caught all eight of the balls thrown his way. And it wasn't just deep shots. I mean, he had a couple short yardage completions, which is nice. I think that gives him a little bit of a, a better element because people just talk about the deep plays that he has. Because if you look at the game log, he's had at least 68 yards and four, stri- four straight and five his last six. And really, he's done that with like one or two catches from some of those games. So I like Jimmy G, and it makes me like Marquis Goodwin. Goodwin a lot more. I'm with you on Goodwin, a.k.a. Mr. Air Yards. Just tearing it up over at the tight end position. Ben, I see you're uh, you're going back to an old faithful matchup that we've liked to exploit this entire season. That's right, yeah. I am a, some may know I'm a Broncos fan, but Does this I, hurt your soul? You know, not really, because I've just accepted it, and, you know, I knew that they weren't going <laughs> to win. You've moved past that stage of grieving? I have, because I knew they weren't going to win the Super Bowl this year, and Super Bowl 50 helps a lot, and it's okay. I can admit that the Broncos are extremely embarrassing right now, and one of the um, areas that we can attack every single week is the tight end position because the Broncos have no idea how to cover it. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to the tight end position so far this season. And ASJ hasn't done much lately, so I expect him to be be pretty low owned. However, before last week, he had seen 16 targets over his past two games before that. So the volume is still pretty much there. Now it sounds like Robbie Anderson, our yeah, boy. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, might not even play, which could be even more volume for ASJ. So really like him as a pretty cheap play. 3600 on DraftKings. Don't think he, sh- he should be this cheap. Um, and he should be pretty low owned on top of it. So like him as a sneaky tournament play. Chris Meany's going even lower under that price limbo bar. And I love it. Yeah, it's Steven Anderson. Mr. Anderson. $3,200 on DraftKings, that's fine, but it doesn't get any cheaper than $4,500 on FanDuel. And, and you guys know that he was a suggestion for me in cash, but you know Ben mentioned it earlier too, Will Fuller. It looks like he's going to return in this game. I, I still like Anderson, um, but you know maybe not as much to play him in cash. But uh, you know to play just a punt play at this position, we have you know Gronk out, of course. Zach Ertz is back on the football field. Looks like he's going to play. Uh, but for Anderson, at this Price with CJ Fedorovich and Ryan Griffin, both their other tight ends done for the season. Bruce Ellington done for the season. Uh, not sure on Braxton. There's a lot of injuries here with Houston and Anderson. 12 targets last week, caught five of them, 79 yards, had three red zone looks. He caught one of them for a touchdown. I just can't ignore the volume and I can't ignore the price or the matchup against the 49ers. It's a good one. All right, let's move it over to our favorite stack of the week. <laughs> Stack attack. All right, Ben has stolen my stack. Me too. The way that <laughs> he stole my stack, the way that Chris Meany has stolen my heart. So I'm going to let Ben start it because my my stack, while I still 
like it very much. I like Ben's more. I love uh, how this all played out because the compliments throughout the show have been so phenomenal. I've enjoyed them. I hope everybody else has. Uh, yeah, it's Kaiser and Josh Gordon, and uh, you know we've touched on it. 11 targets, his first game back. How talented he looks. I did not expect to be this pumped this early, but not playing football since 2014. He comes back, and he looks the exact same freak of talent. And if he does ball out again, Packers, good matchup. No Kevin King, their best cornerback. He's on IR. If he does ball out, obviously, Kaiser's going to need to do it as well. And I'm with you guys. He has showed some flashes. Um, if he can connect on a deep ball with Gordon, that could be absolute money. Flash Gordon. Get yeah. Him. All right, meaning who you got? Yeah, this one, obviously, I don't like as much. But I think <laughs> I, I'll just be honest with people. I But I will do this in, in a tournament, and I'll stack Tampa into – you know, Ben's point about Deshaun Jackson, get him in there as well. Uh, you can go Jackson, you can go Brait, you can go Winston. Winston has been frustrating this season, but in five of his last six full games, I say full games, you know, he laid an egg earlier in the year, but he also suffered an injury against Arizona and New Orleans. So in five of those six full games, he's hit the 20-point mark on DK. He's at the 18-point mark on Fandle. He chucks. He throws the ball, and that's what I like the most about him. Uh, he can connect with any of his weapons. And for Joe Flacco, who hadn't done much all season had his best game of the year last week against this Lions defense and over the last four weeks they've allowed the most fantasy points to quarterback so I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's a contrarian one and I think really because Tampa hasn't done a lot Ben already mentioned Jackson Bray Evans all of these guys have been priced down because of what they've been doing lately which hasn't been a lot which is Patrick so I'm going to play him in a tournament my other favorite stack besides Kaiser Gordon I love Jimmy Garoppolo and Marquise Goodwin, yes. Pick on the Houston Texans over on DraftKings. Goodwin's gonna cost you ten point two percent, and Jimmy's only eleven percent. Chris Meany's already sung the praises of Marquise Goodwin and Jimmy G. While there's not a lot to go off of, but when we saw him as a Patriot, he looked fantastic. Nearly put up three hundred yards against the Chicago Bears defense that is vastly superior to the Houston Texans. Secondary, so I like I like that stack. It's cheap, and I think it's going to give you some serious points. Let's move it over where we take each other on in the DFS Battle Royale. DFS Battle Royale. I will say I'm very disappointed that you let the one-time host, I know, Jason Moore, take. <laughs> Sigh. He, how do you guys let him win? And he had Brady, uh, who terrible. had like eight points. I mean, that's that is. You should be ashamed of his yourselves. running backs are hot fire. They were. They. I mean, he went to the dumpster as far as pricing with those running backs, but it worked out in a big way. All right, I'm going to save mine for last because I I, I may pass out. Oh, I may faint after reading it, and you guys might faint as well because it is it it's it's the you know, the eighth wonder of the world. This lineup that I'm about to bring you. So, Chris, me, I'm gonna let you go first. All right, well, I'm doing it. Kaiser, Kaiser's in there against you guys. Forty nine hundred dollars. Todd Gurley is my running back. I love everything that Ben said. Not to mention, he said seven targets in back to back games, and the Eagles really have struggled lately against backs, especially guys who can catch. Gio Bernard is in there. Assuming that Mixon's not going to play in this ball game, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's a must. Michael Crabtree, Sterling Shepard, Cameron Brait, Gordon, of course, and Flex to go with Kaiser and the Chargers defense. Nice. Ben, who you got? 
So Kirk Cousins was is my quarterback. He was the last really? person. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah. And I, I don't love it, but he was literally the last person that I put into my lineup. And I said, okay, you know, that's I can afford Kirk with all these other studs that I feel all like right. I have. So I just went ahead and I threw him in. So I'm going Gio Bernard and Mike Davis at running back to save a ton of salary. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins with his 37 targets, Larry Fitzgerald, and Josh Gordon, of course. I'm going Evan Ingram at uh, tight end. I'm throwing Todd Gurley in my flex, and I'm going Vikings defense, and I feel pretty good about that team. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we make these completely independently, and there is some (laughs) heavy, heavy crossover. So I've got the eye of the Kaiser, Rona, at my quarterback, and you know that I stacked him with flash cord. You're not playing Kaiser unless you're playing Josh Gordon, but you're still saving so much money by playing those guys. I'm going Samaj P. Ryan against the Chargers as my running back one. And then the Butler. The Butler did it, and he's getting it done every week now. It's Alfred Morris like from it. the Dallas Cowboys. I like him, only 5,500 on DraftKings. Then my other wide receivers, Michael Crabtree, Larry Fitzgerald, the new GOAT at home against Tennessee. Mr. Anderson, I saved some cash. And then he – I mean – I feel like the the thunder has been stolen because I have all of Ben's wide receivers. I was also able to flex DeAndre Hopkins, get him in there, get those targets, love it. And because I'm putting my money where my mouth is, the Jacksonville Jaguars are my defense because I I think I think that they will shut down the Seattle offense in a bad, bad way. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out the Ultimate DFS Pass. You can find that at DFSPass.com. That's where you find all of our picks talked about here. And, of course, oh, so much more. So, so much more. We will see you next Friday where I will return with my hands held high as a champion after wiping the floor with these schmoats. We love you all. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.